0: Thank you. Podcast
1: of the Cinema. It's a podcast that stars me, Dave White. I'm a uh, media elite mm. with
0: bilateral uh, hip arthritis. <laughs> I was wondering why you had that on your calling card. Uh, I'm having uh, new cards
1: printed, yes, so that everyone understands, right, that I'm uh, special, mm-hmm. and that I have arthritis in. Not just one, no, but two, yeah, hips at the same time. You're
0: bringing new meaning to so hip yeah. it hurts. Uh, I when I was a
1: child, the only time I ever heard the word arthritis was in ads for these little uh, pills that you could take for it. Yes, I think they Don's, were Done's Pills. Don, pills. Yes. I don't know that they exist anymore, but also because my father's favorite sitcom was Sanford and Son. Mm. and this is the early 70s because I'm quite old, and uh, uh, always, Fred Sanford was always talking about his arthritis. They still make Doan's pills. Oh, they do, okay. Yeah. Um, and I never understood what it was, and you never hear about it in the media and stuff. There's never a character in a movie or TV show anymore that is like, ow, oh, I have arthritis. Like, you don't, because it's it's the code word it's actually a code word for i 'm one hundred right i'm uh, one hundred years
0: old the The commercials yeah. you'd always see would be like there'd be like a, a a drawing of a hand, and then like little lightning bolts would come out of it like "ow ow lightning bolts are coming out of my my hips yes
1: actually- you know what would be cool if ever if, if i went outside in public and was walking around if little lightning bolts were shooting out of my hips at people. <laughs> Your name is Alonzo Duralde. are you're, yes. you're my sidekick. Yes. And uh, you're the reviews editor at The Wrap. Yes. You're a film critic at The Wrap. I'm a film critic at The Wrap.
0: As of this but recording, I do not have bilateral that hip is arthritis, now, but that could always change.
1: My film critic status is now the third most important thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> Number one and two are left
0: hip and right hip. <laughs> that's what this is what's happening. Which, even with bilateral hip arthritis, they do not lie.
1: Yet. I mean, if they replace them with titanium hips, they those hips might be liars. Oh, that's true. You never know. You never know. You could get some duplicitous titanium hips. I This is all new to me, by the way. I just learned this. What day is it? Friday? Yeah. I just learned this on Monday. Yes. It's been four days of my new... My new lease on life. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm in constant pain, like all day, every day, even in my sleep. Like it wakes me up.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: So that's. Um, I've been keeping it from everybody, yeah. kind of except the close friends and you. Yeah. Not not the arthritis. Thing uh-huh. that's new to everybody, sure, including me. But the 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 I'm in chronic pain thing has I've been keeping it from everybody.
0: Well, I think you've talked about like not wanting to go to movies because you don't want to sit in a the theater seat. Well, yeah, because I hurt. Yeah. Um If I sit for too long, Um
1: yeah, I haven't been really forthcoming because you know, it's like Mariah Carey not letting you up to see Marilyn Monroe's piano in her bedroom. What's mm. left for What's left for me <laughs> if I? <laughs> If I tell everyone about... But now the cat's out of the bag. Sure. The old arthritic cat is out of the bag. <laughs> Everything's
0: terrible. Let's talk about movies. <laughs> what
1: about that? I think
0: that's just, that should be the new name of this, uh, the, this podcast. Everything's, Everything's terrible. terrible. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about
1: movies. movies. Uh, what else is there to <sighs> know about us? Well, if this is your first time listening... We routinely spend about 15 minutes talking about nothing related to yes. the films. Uh the other thing you should know about us. Uh, we're spouses. We're ma- Yes. And we're, I, and I post other podcasts. We're gay married. Um Alonso hosts other podcasts. He'll talk about them later. Uh we have four movies to talk about today. hmm The first one is uh Thor, Colin, what's the Love, Love and, and the Thunder. Thunder Love and Thunder.
0: And they, they, and they talk about what love is a lot in this movie so that you, it's supposed to be thematic. Because you already uh, know what thunder is. One but, maybe, but maybe you don't know what love Not is. Not nearly enough discussion about what thunder is. I think a lot of people would, would, would find that educational. There's
1: other uh, cinema we're discussing in this episode. We're yes. talking about a documentary about, Chelsea, about uh, the Hotel Chelsea mm-hmm. called Dreaming Walls. Mm-hmm. And the new uh, film from Claire Denis, Mm -hmm. the great Claire Denis. Don't give me that face. (laughs) You You shut up with with that face right now. (laughs) Uh, Depending on who you are, where you live, what venue you've seen this film, it has three different titles. Yes. The English... The U.S. release... The U.S. release title is Both Sides of the Blade. Right. That title came from uh, a song that is, uh, over the closing credits, that was written by uh, the band Tindersticks, who are uh, her longtime... Frequent collaborators. ...musical collaborators. Um, It was released to festivals with the English title Fire.
0: Yes, it premiered at Berlin under that name last year? Yes, 2021, because she's already got another new movie that just premiered at Cannes this year. Yes. That we haven't gotten yet. So the French title of this uh-huh. new one is Avec Amour
1: a Charmant. You'll have to spell that one. A-C-H-A-R-N-E-M-E-N-T. What does that mean? It means a lot of different things. Oh. Mm-hmm. It means relentlessness. It means stubbornness. It means... Uh, a, a quality of obstinance hmm. uh you know a difficult uh, they wanted to release quality. under the name pig-headed love but no <laughs> one liked it <laughs> and then uh finally we're catching up on a film that you have already seen from a few months ago i yes. guess yeah it's now and, streaming. It, and now it's streaming and it's called happening it is also a french film yes um And we'll explain why we're catching up on this particular movie when we get to it. Um, but Let's start with Thor.
0: Sure. Love Um, love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Um, And Guns and Roses. Oh, so much Guns and Roses. Like, so many needle drops. Um, I want to tell you something about
1: the Guns and Roses-ness of this. Uh, I have already listened to the new episode of uh, Maximum Film. Mm Mm-hmm where uh, Stuart Wellington, Wellington yes. from the Flophouse yes. is your guest. And it just, uh, you know, sort of coincidentally was uh, his, at the beginning of every Maximum film, y'all say to each other, what's good? And then you all talk about a thing that is good in your life. That, and it could be anything. It yeah. can be the snack you just had, the record you just listened to, the book you're reading, whatever it is. Like you chose uh the show uh Shorzy. Yes. For your what's good. Um but Stuart chose uh the Swedish band Bathory. Mm-hmm. Pioneering black metal and Viking metal band, first extreme black metal, sort of the blueprint of that genre. Right. Um and then later in the eighties, an about face and onto this other thing that other metal bands had not quite done yet, and they sort of went off into sort of like Viking metal territory. Yeah, and he and he mentioned the Viking metal uh, albums on the show, notably uh, the first one called Blood, Fire, Death, which is such a good record. Okay, uh, the first song on the on that album. Is
0: about Odin. (laughs) Right? And there's a lot of, and and there's many references to the Viking saga of Thor. Right. Which, in this film. As I was listening to him
1: talk about this, and when y'all started talking about the Guns N' Roses needle drops in the film, I thought, why wasn't Bathory the band in the film? It's a failure of nerve. why, Why make it, why not make it what you want it to be? Rather than something cute that everyone knows.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, like you know, if you get seen, it, you if know, you've Bathory seen the, is not a
1: band that everyone knows about. Sure, but I, if you I see, understand. like, if you
0: see the title treatment of this film and a lot of the graphics they're using to promote it, they're clearly trying to be this whole like, ha- teehee hair metal idea. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, when they did that on the Peacemaker series, right? They were digging in hard, yes. and they found like, <clears throat> like. Barely abs- some some hits and some obscure bands and then right. some like unknown cuts from bands you know or whatever. Right. But like Guns and Roses to me just feels like the focus group product of like if we put a metal song in here what would it be? Mm, sweet Child of Mine. I I like wouldn't that even one. call the Peacemaker
1: bands necessarily all hair metal. Like there were some. Sure. But there was a lot of like power metal bands and there yes. too. And I understand that we're getting into weeds here distinctions. Between subgenres of metal. Yeah. I will have this conversation with anyone who wants to have this conversation <laughs> off the mic. <laughs> but if you want to be specific and you want to evoke something true. Yeah. In a film that is relentlessly silly. A charbon. Well, except when it isn't. <laughs> except when it isn't,
0: um, then yeah,
1: won't you? why don't you play some real Viking metal, bro?
0: What's up? Why Admittedly, not? the the lack of Bathory was not even in my top 20. <laughs> I, I, I don't
1: know, I'm just, I'm just being... I'm, I'm getting nitpicky stuff sure. out of the way no, first. No, no. that's fair. Because the film itself is... Uh, Fine.
0: Mm, Continue. I mean, okay. Uh, Continue. All right. So it's tell uh, us what it's about. All right. Taika Waititi doing another Thor movie on the heels of Thor Ragnarok, which, if you'll recall, like the first two Thor movies, I don't think really set anybody on fire, and then suddenly Ragnarok was like they were stately affairs, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I'm one of the weirdos that likes the second Thor better than the first Thor, but they're both they're both pretty negligible. I think um, I, I
1: disagree, but that's we're not talking about those, right? We're now.
0: not. So, right. but but Thor Ragnarok, on the other hand, is like, oh, what you have, this, what a dose of something like energy and wit and and you know, like really, you know, fun. And so they go for that formula again. You know, YTT himself is back as Korg. You know, the the sort of rock alien friend of of Thor's. Yes. Um, you know. We're, we're picking up we Valkyrie's back and, you know, all this other stuff. At the same time, however, they are really going for kind of, uh, I mean, literally Ingmar Bergman plots here. You know? Yeah. Th- this is a movie where you have the villain is driven by his fury over the silence of God, or in the universe's movie, of the gods. Yeah. That they allow... And he's right. That they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he totally is right next to Killmonger from Black Panther in the, mm, you have a point. You have a point. Category. Um, yeah, which, by the way, parents, uh, a child does die before the opening credits. Yes. Just letting you know. Yes. They throw that out there. Um, and then... Uh, also we get uh, Natalie Portman back as as astrophysicist Dr. Jane Foster and Thor's girlfriend. Oh, and she has stage 4 cancer. Can I tell you what I love about that? <laughs> What's that? Not I don't I don't love cancer.
1: No. I love that Natalie Portman before this film mm-hmm. spent her time not returning Marvel's calls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like <laughs> being like you know what i'm busy i'm doing this thing i'm doing this other thing i'm i'm I, I don't want to be wrapped up in these films forever i'm here to do my own thing right i've been an actress since i was 10 exactly so i'll just do as i please thanks um and i just every moment in this film with her made me feel like here are the terms of my contract oh no question I, no and, question and i was and i felt such like excitement for that, like the juice that you have. Sure. To be like, okay, it's gonna be like, this, it's gonna be like this and it's gonna be like this and it's gonna be like this. And that's that. Yeah. Like the okay, so so <laughs> she
0: she, you know, is re, you know, Mjolnir gets itself together, Thor's hammer, and in her hands transforms her into the mighty Thor. Yeah. This is a thing that has happened in the comics where Jane Force Jane Foster wields the power of Thor. Yes. So it's not out from nowhere. But yeah, absolutely. I think this is this is Natalie Portman being like, "I want to fight people. I want to be super heroic." Also, not coming back for any more of these. So you know, if you know what I mean, exactly. <laughs> and that, all of that is well and good. I am I am all for if we're gonna get so many of these movies, like yes. Branch out, go for deeper issues, go for more adult themes, go for more realistic yeah. characters and, and recognizable, you know, challenges. But then don't also be, you know, Waka Waka Waititi here, you know, <laughs> giving me, you know, uh, uh, Russell Crowe with a kooky Greek accent as All Zeus. Sorry, right. right. digression. Yes.
1: I have and always will love Russell Crowe.
0: Yes. Especially fat Russell Crowe in Uh, the toga. Let me tell you (laughs) something.
1: (laughs) When I saw Boy Erased, I texted our friend Aaron.
0: I can't believe you're going to tell this.
1: I texted (laughs) our friend Aaron and he texted me back. Fat Russell Crowe can erase this boy and he wants. me <laughs> <laughs> was I, the worst.
0: And I, I
1: I cried. I laughed so hard I cried. <laughs> and I texted back and I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like Russell Crowe of at, in any in any body, shape, or size. Like yes. I mean, in the nineties when he was, you know. Oh, a trim person. He was still really hot. Baby Russell um, Crowe in like Proof yeah, and, the, and and the course. Sum of Us. Listen, yeah. listen. Oh. Mm. We're taking a moment just to to objectify to to Russell Crowe Crow for a moment. Um, forgive us. Uh. But like <laughs> fat, horny, sort of like decadent, hor- decadent <laughs> party time. Russell Crowe in a little toga.
0: Yeah. All right, <laughs> bring that, bring. I'll have that brought to me. So yeah, I, I I think this is a movie of like separate pieces that are all cool ideas or whatever, but they don't they don't meld well together. I also think this movie is visually a lot of nothing. Like, I, I well yeah, you know the thing about the modern cinema is that yeah. like nothing is real. Everything is. Is Kirsten Dunst in Wag the Dog holding a bag of Tostitos? Right. You know, and getting having that turned into something else. But when I start noticing it, because I, I, I've just my eyes are used to this as 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 what I'm what I'm seeing now. You know. Yeah. So the only times I notice it now are on those moments where you go madly transcending it in something like Avatar. Right, you know, where right, you right. just get sucked into that world and you you don't even notice anything that, that you, you you know it all just feels so like right there, or if I can all but sort of maybe not see the outline around you, but I can just nothing has weight, nothing has power it all. Just it's all just a floating morass of ones and zeros. Space kittens shooting lasers out of their eyes. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah I was I, like, this 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 movie is so airless at times yeah. that it really kind of took me out of things. Eh, I, I, that does not that doesn't bother me at all. I and and the thing is like I'm not I wasn't when I left the theater I wasn't mad at this movie. I was like, well that was I guess that was uh. and then the more I thought about it the more I was like, wait a minute. They tried to do this and this <laughs> and this and, old, this and this. Yeah. And it doesn't um, uh doesn't scan for
1: me. I have decided something about Taika Waititi. Mhm that he can do as he pleases and I'm just going to pretend he's not trying to be heavy sometimes.
0: Well, it's funny.
1: Because it, it, Jojo Rabbit yeah. um, I was pretty much on board with until the moment when he discovers his dead mother hanging from a post. <laughs> and, and you're supposed to be you're supposed to be shocked into tears at that moment. And my only thought was, Ugh, why would you do that? <laughs> like, and it, it it was this ham-fisted attempt to be like shocking and real. It came off as cynical. Yeah. In a in a kind of life is beautiful sort of way. Yes. Um and so but now now in the in the light of this movie I think of that film as funny but flawed you know there was a there was you know st- the last 20 minutes was really trying to make me like it was really trying to teach me something about the holocaust and and I thought you know what I've seen Shoah 3 times so there's really nothing that you can do here for me Taika Waititi. um I'm going to go home. And I'm going to watch what we do in the shadows because that's brilliantly funny. Yeah. And you've done other things that are brilliantly funny. Thor Ragnarok? I love Thor yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, me too. It's funny, 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 funny. I, funny, I, funny, I recently funny.
0: finally caught up with Hunt for the Wilder People, which was really And great. here it is funny,
1: funny, funny, not funny. Funny, 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 not funny. We're trying to teach you something about <laughs> grief. Or end of the, life the, issues, the cruelty of the universe, <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. And so, much like Linus Van Pelt reading the Brothers Karamazov, when he gets <laughs> to the names that he doesn't want to read or pronounce, <laughs> he just bleeps right over them. And so, until Taika Waititi comes back with just straight up fun times Thor, mm. you're just gonna bleep over I'm the gonna bleep o- I'm gonna bleep over it because he's. He's trying to do a thing. Yes. I'm not angry about him trying to do a thing. I wasn't angry. I read some really angry reviews of oh, Jojo well, Rabbit. And, and I'm not, I wasn't even angry at Jojo Rabbit. No.
0: I just thought, this is not right. Um, it, it's funny because the f- film Twitter, as always, you know, finding the really measured takes. The, all the immediate, so many of the immediate responses to this movie were.
1: What is film Twitter? You
0: no. Know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Please tell me. Okay. What is film Twitter? Don't, don't do this. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not participating. You don't participate in it, but you know what it is. <laughs> okay. and You know All enough right. about it go to on. avoid go it. On, go on, go on, go on, go on. Uh, film Twitter was immediately like best movie ever or okay. worst movie ever. Sure, like, everybody, calm down. Everything is the best of the worst. Yes, and, but but uh, but also in discussions, you know how, uh, you know how the, the kangaroo
1: movie Matilda is on the Criterion <laughs> Channel right now.
0: Nothing means anything.
1: That is someone's favorite movie. Oh, the I know. world is full of billions and billions and billions of people, and of those billions Somebody's and billions of people, three hundred the of kangaroo. them saw Matilda. <laughs> And of those 300 people who have seen the movie Matilda, one of them is a diehard fan. It is their favorite film.
0: <laughs> it's true. Every movie is somebody's favorite. Yeah. But it's also funny. Do in not the... watch Matilda. Oh, my God. It is
1: on the Criterion Channel. We for don't know why. Baffling reasons. It is a hideous, Somebody lost a bet. ...terrible children's film from the 70s about a kangaroo that
0: boxes you don't want to see it yeah okay continue painful. sorry did I sorry to derail anyway, you. anyway okay. in conversations about this film I have seen people say like well it's not like it's not like Taika Waititi can't do a balance of tones I mean look at Jojo Rabbit uh, right. and I kept I thinking did I did <laughs> <laughs> and no but yeah I didn't hate Jojo Rabbit I just think it, it 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 is bold until it isn't and then it just becomes like it it it, it does it 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 stops trusting the audience to not get that we're not supposed to be amused by Hitler. Like, the movie right. has to remind us that Hitler's not funny. It's like, okay, I, I, I went in knowing that, but <laughs> glad we're clear on this. Um, yeah, so, I, I, I yeah, I'm not mad at this movie, but I'm just sort of like, I, given how terrific Thor Ragnarok is and how much it brought uh, something to these movies that they so much needed... This one does not do that. I was amused and I
1: don't care about the rest.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: I give it I give it as much attention as I give all Marvel movies. <laughs>
0: well, that's the I'm thing. Here, You're also coming in for a place. I'm where here you for don't... a good time,
1: not a yeah. long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not engaging. The minute we finish talking about this film, you will in about never 30 think seconds, about it again. I'll never think about it again. I am excited at, and if anyone tries to talk to me about it, I'll say
0: no, <laughs> no. Already no. talked about it. I'm done. No. <laughs> I <laughs> refer you to
1: my podcast.
0: <laughs> I am. I am, admittedly, kind of looking forward to the thing that is promised to us in the closing credits, and uh, it, it could it could be great or terrible, but. Just as an idea, I'm like, ooh, okay, yes, that movie I am interested in seeing.
1: All the things in the closing credits, are, I need explained to me all the time. So, <laughs> sure, I'm interested in it, too. Anyway, moving. I will say, the star of this thing that's going to come along, Uh huh. I don't get the casting.
0: Oh, Probably, I-, I don't get the casting. Works for me. I
1: get the comedy casting. Sure. I don't get the other angles of the casting. I- that's all. I won't, were, I won't... Hey, no spoilers, lot.
0: Yeah, no, never. All You've right. also never read a single comic book with that character in I've it. I've so.
1: never read most comic
0: books. You're right. So,
1: When I was a child, here are the comic books I read. Archie. Richie Rich. Um... Little Lotta? Sometimes Little Lotta, sometimes Little Devil, Little Dot. um,
0: uh, Hot Stuff, thank you very much. Oh, sorry,
1: Hot Stuff. Um... I would read TV show tie-ins that had comic
0: books. Oh, oh, like the Welcome Back Cotter comic that DC put out? No,
1: that was too late. I was already like 10 years old. Oh, okay. Um, The Partridge Family, however. Oh, yes. There was a series of Partridge Family comic books. Devoured those. Of course. Yes.
0: You were nothing if not consistent.
1: I was very consistent (laughs) from 1970 to 1974. That was all I cared about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's catch up. Yes. On Audrey Duan's second feature. Yes. Called Happening. Here's why we're catching up on it. A couple weeks ago, uh, Manola Dargis, our buddy. Yes. And A.O. Scott at the New York Times, they published uh, an article where they talked about their personal five favorite films of 2022 so far. Correct. And on Manola's list was this film happening. And I read about it on her in, in the article, and I thought, oh, I missed this one. And then I realized that you had seen it and yes. already reviewed it on Breakfast All Day. Correct. The podcast that you co-host with Christy Lemire on YouTube. Yes. But I... Had missed it. I don't remember now if we even had a conversation about it. uh, If you said, Hey, I've seen this, do you want to talk about it? And I just said, Oh, I haven't seen it. So let me catch up. And then I forgot or whatever. I'm sure I mentioned it at the time, but you know. Also, you can recommend something to me all day. But do I
0: trust you? It's as my spouse. Tragically, no. I mean, you. I, I did get you to watch The Best Families, which I was very I well. Very yeah. Proud about that. The Best Families is great. Yes. It's on HBO Max. You so many of it. my recommendations are. You should listen to them more. But let me tell you something.
1: If Manola says go, oh no, I Manola know. Manola
0: says jump. I, I. I say yes, ma'am. How high? I harbor no illusions of where I stand <laughs> in this hierarchy. Believe me.
1: Nothing but respect for my president. <laughs>
0: Also, a couple weeks ago, you might have heard, the Supreme Court decided that uh, they were going to kick abortion laws back to the States. Which means bans, bans, bans everywhere. Yes. Okay. So uh, this movie was already feeling eerily relevant when it came out early this yeah. year,
1: and now it's, we're soaking in it. It, it stars Ana Maria uh, Been in a couple other things. She's French-Romanian. She was mm. born in Romania. Uh, she plays a young woman in the early 60s in France uh, she's a university student she is studying literature she wants to be a uh, an academic she wants to be a writer she wants to have an independent life a career she discovers she is pregnant when the doctor tells her she's pregnant she says do something <laughs> like she's not even a Not even a blip in her head. Do something. And the doctor says, you can't ask me that. I can't do this. I'll go to jail. You could too. Leave my office. Yeah. She spends the next first half of the film looking and looking and looking for somebody to help her. Leads, clues, where can I go? what can I do? who can do this for me off the books under the table, whatever it takes. somebody help me her uh, her women friends in the school dormitory are like, we don't know anything, we don't know anything, don't talk to us, we don't we don't know about this. Why did you have sex? Yeah also you know, you're like, a slut Also you're a slut. yeah. Um, the um the other doctors. That she goes to one of them tricks her, yeah, with medication to actually fortify this fetus right um whew. I'm gonna tell y'all something there's some there are some moments in this film that are tough to watch uh, there is the I'll just say it because I think people need to know, yeah, she tries to do it herself, yes. It is harrowing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, And then eventually she goes to someone who is a professional, uh, you know, again, off-the-books person who who can do it. Uh, A woman that everyone sort of whispers about. In terms of explicit content, I will say this is not as in your face, as four months, Once, three, three weeks, weeks two, two days. days. Yeah. If you have seen that, that's a Romanian film from what about 10 years it's ago, 2008. Now. I want to say, yeah, uh, it doesn't go to that level. Um, which uh, four months, three weeks, two days is a film about r- abortion in Romania in the yes. 70s. It's, uh, it's devastating and punishing, yeah, really. Uh, this one, there are two isolated moments that are really difficult to look at. Um, but the first one, when she's trying it herself, is really more... Um, it's the tension, the fear, the dread of it all yeah. that is really what's getting you. You're not seeing anything. You're just experiencing it from a distance. Right. And, it's, and it's a panic uh, kind of moment. So there's your content warning right there uh if you feel like you you know can deal with that this is a really great film yeah um you know it's her second it's Audrey duwan's second film i haven't seen her first one no now really. i want to go back and see the first one um, it is absolutely clear-headed it is a film that knows what its character wants, and the film itself wants that, too. Um, but it is not preachy. It is not, uh, you know, instructive or moralistic on any level. No. Um, there's no speechifying. There's no, no one makes a speech about the importance of women's autonomy. Yeah. As a filmmaker, she is fully in control of the subject matter, uh... There's no digression. There's no, uh, you know, equivocating, nothing. Yeah. Um,
0: I think it's one of those, I mean, obviously in a a much more intense way than other things, but it does the thing that I find so interesting as I get older, uh, period pieces about a period that I was either alive for or that was just before I was alive. right where you realize how much things have changed in a way that people who are around now or who are young now take completely for granted. Right. You know, this idea Mm -hmm. that like, I mean, obviously given the events of the last few months, no one is taking uh, uh, the right to choose the United States for granted, but for a long time, you know, the idea of abortion laws being, you know, you know they've been they've been getting the death of a thousand paper cuts in this country Yes. so the idea of like a massive turnaround the way the Supreme Court just handed down just seemed I think if you were born it seemed impossible yeah if yeah. you' were, if you, if you were born in the 80 s where like Roe v Wade had been around for ten years it, it was probably just not the kind of thing that you saw coming you know right and so i I think there's something really powerful about a film where they don't tell you things but they just sort of put you in that world like nope this is exactly what it was like and your parents were around for this, you know, or your grandparents or whatever. Um, and I think it's a really effective way to kind of remind people not to take social progress for granted and that also to remind them that it could be taken away at any moment.
1: Um, the filmmaking is, you know, really, really intimate as well. Mm. Her camera is always up close yeah. on uh, Anna Maria Bartolomé's Face, her body. It's a very physical performance. And I, you and I have already discussed this, and you don't know that you agree with me, but I have a personal read uh. on the production design of the film. Because if you, you know, let me know early on that it's set uh, 60 years in the past, I'm looking for what makes it look like that. And and she keeps it really minimal uh which may have simply been a budgetary concern i don't know but everything about the way people look their hair the 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 environments they're in it could be 1963 it could be 2022 it is not one of those situations where you've got a period film where people just didn't bother trying it's very specifically meant to look like 1963 but in a way i think that could make you think of it as a contemporary a, a film set in, in a contemporary setting as well um
0: i i don't know that i agree only because i think it speaks more to the fact that this is a film about like Working class people, and in some case, rural people. Yes. Uh, versus, like you know, the cosmopolitan city. I understand that. But that, but you might be right. I don't. I honestly don't know either way. It feels
1: simultaneously vintage and contemporary at the same time, right. and I think that is a, a part of the. I think that's part of the production design. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. You're not meant to notice really anything. Right. Um, and certainly there's nothing that that's glaring
0: there's no anachronism
1: there's no yeah there's nothing anachronistic there's nothing that glares or or jumps out at you as being like, "Ah, that's not from nineteen sixty three you're looking at it saying, "Oh yeah, that could be nineteen sixty three but I've seen someone on the street that looked just like that yesterday as well. You know what I mean yeah um so this is I'm going to say it again, Manola Dargas is right." <laughs> And you were also right. Uh, it is streaming on Amazon Prime in the United States for uh, uh, rental or streaming for rent. Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it's called Happening. Do you know what her new movie is? What she's work- no. you know what she's working on right now? I do not. Thor a five? Re- a remake, reboot, reimagining, reinterpreting Emmanuel. Really? Starring Leia Seydoux. Ooh. <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: No. <laughs> Which is why I'm fascinated. <laughs> huh. That's, that's the second Emmanuel reference I've heard today. Really? Well, Christy and I, uh, one of the things we do at Breakfast All Day for Patreon, we have a thing called Off the Menu, and the, the movie they got picked this month is Ituma Matamien, which yes. I have not watched in decades, Yeah, and uh, she talked about how the the Maribel Verdu character is sort of like, on paper, seems like she's the Emmanuel in this film, and that she's like, she's there to sort of like usher these boys into like adulthood, but really it's much more complicated than that. And uh, Anyway, I just, I, have, I haven't thought about Emmanuel in ages, and she's came up twice today.
1: Uh, so there's a documentary, Yes. That we watched. It's called Dreaming Walls. It's about the uh, Chelsea Hotel. Yes. In Manhattan. If you don't know what the Chelsea Hotel is, it's been around for over 100 years. Legendary place. uh, That throughout the 20th century, somehow, uh, word of mouth, really, I guess, Became a meeting place, a hub, a hub, a, a, a living space, a hangout, a cultural center for all sorts of artists, writers, musicians, poets, you name it, everybody, actors, the visual artists, yeah. Across the board, name somebody. Who got famous in the twentieth century? They probably stayed at the Chelsea Hotel for a while. Maybe they even lived there. Uh, if you've read Patti Smith's uh, book, "Just Kids," you know she talks about the years that she spent living there with her uh, best friend Robert maplethorpe, famous late artist
0: Robert Mapplethorpe. Uh, Andy uh, Warhol shot Chelsea Girls. The there. film Chelsea <laughs> Girls was shot
1: there, Yeah. um. Sid Vicious murdered Nancy Spongeon there, uh, and so you know it's not it wasn't all wonderful things no. that happened. There were suicides, there were deaths, there were again, like I said, mm-hmm. at least one murder, um, overdoses, overdoses. It is
0: a a it is a fixture of New York. Yeah, and it's also kind of a metaphor or a symbol I don't know for like bohemianism in general I feel like in this country. And it's yeah.
1: current state in it's current state it is also a metaphor for bohemianism mm, in this country because it is in the process of this documentary being gutted, renovated turned into a fancy hotel. Right. Uh, and or condos right? I don't I thought it was turning into a fancy hotel.
0: It, it, it seemed to me when they talked about I thought I thought the new people who were coming in were like going to have apartments, maybe it's oh, a, maybe it's a hotel. Maybe, maybe I got that wrong. I'm in sure. any
1: case, under 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 construction for like a decade and for all I know still happening. Yeah. But you got some holdouts. Got some old people who are like, "Oh, I'm not leaving." Yeah. My rent is $300 a month. I'm not going anywhere. And they couldn't get rid of them. And so <laughs> This documentary is about two things. It is about the work being done on the place. It, and it is also about the people who still live there. Almost all of them very old. Yes. Um, and not, not budging, which I love. Um, some of them are thoughtful. Some of them are just sort of tenacious you know, in terms of needing rent control. Mm. Some of them are straight-up cranks. (laughs) And and all of them are negotiating space with the construction crew, becoming friends with the people on the construction crew, realizing their place in the new order of the building, you know, um, how they all have to use the back service elevator now. Because once it gets finished and all the richies come walking through you know they don't want to see somebody with a walker <laughs> yeah shuffling through the lobby on their way to their you know with their groceries with their apartment
0: yeah um i kept thinking about what happened to cbgb <laughs> it is about yeah it became
1: like a clothing store yeah. like a john varvados or something like that um it is about so many things. Like you said, it's about the death of bohemianism. It's about the housing crisis, uh, which, by the way, another documentary called Push Mm, that you ought to watch if you want to know about the global housing crisis and the devastating effects of capital on people's ability to live in reasonable spaces that don't cost uh, a million dollars or more. It is not about the history of the Chelsea Hotel necessarily. That stuff sort of hovers around the film you see flickers of stuff like on the walls like images of Jimi Hendrix and Marilyn Monroe and Edie all the people, all the people who've passed through the the walls and the lobby and the you know they talk about the one of the construction one of the construction guys is like oh yeah there's all kinds of ghosts here i can feel them. I'm like all right sure. But <laughs> It, it, if you think you're going to watch a movie about the history of the Chelsea Hotel, you're going to get a a, 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 a a vibration of that. But what you're really going to get is sort of a a
0: eulogy, in a way, yeah, for what the place was and for what New York was. Yeah, I, I and I think, frankly, it not being a history of the Chelsea Hotel is to its credit because yeah. I may be alone on this, and I've probably made this you, comment you, before. You've on said the show. this so
1: many times. Go ahead,
0: and say if it again. I, if I never see another documentary <laughs> about how great it was to be in New York in the 70s and 80s and about how important all the art was and how cheap <laughs> it was to live there and how cool everybody was, I mean, yes. I want to sit around that he has a chip on his shoulder. No, look, I just, I, I, it, to me, it just okay. smacks more of like. Kind of boomer navel gazing of like, yes, you did this thing. We're proud of you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God. You are.
0: And there are exceptions. The, the The David Vonorovich documentary I thought was great. Yeah. And it, it Down, deals, downtown
1: eighty one is a great
0: film. It deals. I'm not saying there. I'm, I'm not. It's, I, I can't even point to any Let's of these Let's just say what you bad. are. I'm just a saying. A big baby. Fine. You're a big baby. I just, I feel like it is a subject that and has a been a hater. You're a hater. It is a subject that has been. Yeah uh, overfished, let's say, <laughs> uh, but, but i by really, not doing that. Yeah. This movie, you're right is instead this, this, it, it is, it is this very kind of fly on the wall. Look at what's happening right now to, to this, this particular group of people and who they are and how they got here. And then in a larger sense, it is, it is, it's a eulogy. That's a very good word for it. I, um,
1: I really like this film. Uh, it's quick and to the point by the way, as well. So, uh, if you if it's at an art house near you, go see it. It'll stream soon enough. I know. Yeah,
0: it's too. Magnolia. Uh, yeah. You know, it is also it is. You know, we always talk about our our beloved Frederick Wiseman here. It's the kind of movie that doesn't believe in lower thirds.
1: Yeah, you don't know who anybody is. They yeah. don't. They don't tell you anything. Yeah, it's. It has that 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 Wiseman
0: influence for sure. All right. It's it's a holiday around here. When there's a new Claire Denis movie in town, that's right, down. that's
1: right, that's right.
0: Dave walks with a certain spring in his step, with a cane. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. A certain spring in his
1: cane and his hips. That's the other. That's the added bonus of my new th- hip arthritis. They gave me a cane, <laughs> and you are
0: working it.
1: Well, you know what. It's super helpful and it's supportive and it and it hurt, makes everything hurt less. Good. And once I go out on the sidewalk or you know stepping out on the town with it, um, people are gonna get out of my way. <laughs> they are gonna spread out. They're gonna make room, wide berth. You're gonna start shaking that thing. I'm gonna, listen, it's made of metal. Don't come at me. You won't like what you get. Both sides of the blade. Yes. A.K.A. Fire.
0: A.K.A. Avec
1: amour. A. Archaumant. 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 A word I can barely pronounce. Archaumant. Um. All right. Juliette Benoche. and Vincent Lindon. They are on a beautiful holiday. Yes. They are basically acting like horny dolphins in the water. (laughs) They love each other. They love each other's bodies. They are making out. The water is clear. The weather is warm. She's wearing a one-piece. He's wearing swim trunks. They are entangled entwined the cameras above the water the cameras below the water their hands are entwined their bodies are pressed together this is how you know you are watching a Claire Denis film in the first two moments because she rarely cares about pulling back and showing you everything she's about bodies doing things Hmm. it's one of the things that she's about This scene, and it's how they're selling the movie. Yeah. It lasts for approximately three minutes. The next thing you see is a train <laughs> going through a tunnel. <laughs> hustling them right back to Paris. Vacation's over, y'all. They, they play the hit, and then they Let's do the rest get of get back show. to the stress of life. <laughs> well, here's the stress of life. Uh, Vincent Lindon, he is uh, an ex-con. Yes. What he did, we don't know. Nope. But he's been in prison. She and he have been together for nine years. He's looking for a new kind of work to do. She is an NPR-type radio host. Hmm. When I saw her interviewing people, I was like, oh, look, Madeline Brand.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about uh, uh, Tina Fey on Only Murders in the Building, but... Uh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> potato
1: No, no, no. No, no. 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 I was thinking about our friend, KCRW's very own Madeline Brand. Indeed. These two are in, you know,
0: big, big love. They mm, touchy, kissy, huggy, love-makey. And no one can be happy for too long in a clear day. <laughs> That's also not true. You have not <laughs> seen enough of her films.
1: I, 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 I implore you to go watch 35
0: uh, Shots of Rum. Okay, sure. Okay? Sure. Um. Look, the last time I saw Julie Binoche in one of her movies, she would... She was stringing along one dude after another, so she was not. No matter how happy she might have been in the moment, she was not one for sticking around.
1: I think of her character here as something of an extension of that character mm. from what Let the sunshine in what was known in the U.S. as "Let the Sunshine In." Um. And so, there's more. Always. Vincent Lindon has a son. Who does not live with him. The mother is out of the picture. The son is biracial. Uh, played by a kid whose name I'm blanking on right now, but he was his first movie was Les Miserables from a couple of years ago. Yes, and he's only been in two things, this and that. Wow. Grandmother, that's Landon's mother, played by the legendary uh, Boulogier. Boulogier. From Of Jacques Rivette fame.
0: Yes. And maîtresse.
1: Yeah. So the grandmother raises the kid. He's about 15. And he's kind of getting into trouble. Issa Perica. And they don't know what to do about the fact that the kid is kind of getting into trouble sometimes now. Other than the fact that he's 15 and, you know. Yeah.
0: What are you going to do? He's misbehaving.
1: All right, finally... We have one more character, Gregoire Colin. Mm. Claire Denise Staple. <laughs> she is, a he, sorry, Gregoire Colin is Claire Denise's go-to choice for chilly, pretty man who is somewhat enigmatic from, 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 from early days, uh, he was the star, one of the stars of Beau Travail. He was the object of obsession in Beau Travail. Right. Now he's like 50. Uh,
0: 47.
1: Okay. 50. <laughs> Let's just round up. How dare you. And he's still that guy for Claire Denis. Vincent Landon is that guy for Claire Denis, but in a different way. He is her sensitive brute. <laughs> um, and he's been in other films by her. Every single person in this film except for the kid and and, and Boulogier mm-hmm. has been in or starred in a Claire Denis film. Like every even minor uh characters in the film, they starred in other Claire Denis films.
0: Most people in this country, if they know Vincent Landon at all, is probably from uh Titan. Titan.
1: Yeah. But he's been around forever. Yes. Um, he's in his 60s now. Uh, he's, he's the Chris Maloney who would brutally bash your head against a wall.
0: You're am assuming I, Chris Maloney wouldn't. Am so. I wrong? No, that, that's, a, that's a fair uh, yeah. descriptor. The, um, so
1: here comes Gregoire Collin. Oh, guess who he is? He's Juliet Binoche's former lover. Mm -hmm. romantic drama ensues and I'm not going to tell you anything else but this is a movie about okay I imagine Claire Denis meeting with some Hollywood uh, studio department and I imagine her bringing a script for this film And them saying, what (laughs) happens? I imagine them saying, what happens? Thank you. I also imagine them saying, there's no one here to root for. Can we have someone who is clearly the person we're supposed to love? And then I imagine her staring at them silently until they slink out of the room or conversely or alternatively I think of her saying this meeting is over why have you wasted my time this meeting is over (laughs) you don't get to root for anybody right in this film other than everybody you want it to work for everybody you want everybody's flaws and inconsistencies and hypocrisies and cruelties and, uh, 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 uh capacity for betrayal mm. and, uh, uh, ignorance. You want all of those things to sort of find their way and work themselves out. Then it would not be a Claire Denis film. <laughs> no. <laughs> And in the process of this, you know, what you get in terms of pleasure is her incredibly sort of exacting filmmaking style where, as I said at the beginning, bodies do things. And she shows you their their parts. Bodies are separated from each other for the rest of the movie, through windows, through doors, from distances, through crowds. Uh, you know, someone's on, a, someone's on a train, someone's on the platform. It is a COVID movie mm. shot during 2020, yeah. uh, I guess. I, one would imagine. And everyone is wearing masks off and on, but they're doing so inconsistently And badly, the way people are doing out in the world.
0: Mm.
1: From 2020 till now, I have seen the wildest mask configurations.
0: And we all have. Yeah. Hanging off one ear, under the nose, under the the chin. uh, Inexplicable personal protocols, like I
1: wear it when I'm walking down the street, and the minute I get into a room with all of my friends, off it comes. (laughs) And you're like... I think you got that backwards. Exactly. Um, And I am convinced that the mask wearing in the film is thematic, Mm. that it is part of the human weirdness and inconsistency and thoughtlessness (laughs) that is going on romantically. It is their entire world. Right. People are butting up against each other nonstop. And as hope slips away, you think, but wait, but wait, you guys are so hot together. <laughs>
0: Please give it another chance. <laughs> but you're so attractive.
1: <laughs> there is... uh. uh So much uncertainty and selfishness and impulsive behavior and you never lose your patience with them because you you are rooting for them. You want this to work out even if they do, you know, F it up a lot. So, how do you feel, Alonzo?
0: I firmly respect Claire Denis. You find her cold. And I like some of her films. Yeah, I only loathe one of them—the masterpiece. Yeah, uh-huh. I know, yeah I know. sure, whatever. Yeah,
1: that's um, called *Boat Rebbe, and I'm
0: right. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, that's good for you. Um, I, I, uh, I I look at her films, and I'm like, well, this is exactly your design. You have no, there is no compromise here. You are making the film that you set out to make, which I. You know, respect on a lot of fronts, and and, and it has worked for me in, in the few that I've seen, some of them, not in others. But I have not had the aha moment where I'm like, ooh, Claire Denis can't wait for the next one, which is where you are. I I respect her, but I don't love her work. The way she
1: instructs human beings in spaces mm-hmm. is so thrilling to me. The way she moves her actors through the spaces that she set up for them. And I mean physical spaces. Right. It's exciting. It is aesthetically exciting for me to watch it happen. And, and I'm happy. I love her and excited. I love what she does. <laughs> I, I enjoy your fandom far more than I enjoy watching. Do not call movies. it fandom. Your, okay, I enjoy I your... I am ad- not one of those people
0: I enjoy your admiration yes, for her correct. work that's correct more than i enjoy her work hmm. 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 i'm not saying you're wrong it's just not my hmm. gee, i i again i have not had that moment where the light bulb goes off for me and i'm like ah yes this this speaks to me in a way that i find aesthetically thrilling
1: uh you know it's a you know a, a failure on your
0: part i suppose mm-hmm. and that's yes, how it is and you're so cool Spell it. K E W. That's correct. That's right. J E L L O. Do we have letters? Weirdly, no. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Later, so, suckers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Um, My other podcasts, Dave mentioned a couple of them, Max Film, Maximum Film on the Maximum Fun Network, Uh, Breakfast All Day with Christy Lemire, it's on YouTube, it's also available as a podcast, and uh, I pop in generally at least weekly on Deck the Hallmark, currently we're doing uh, Deck the Netflix as part of Christmas in July, we've been talking about uh, Netflix Christmas movies. You guys Um, don't
1: know the the suffering.
0: Oh, boo-hoo.
1: Of... Christmas movies on your TV in the middle of July. boo hoo Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Well, I'm not the only one. Oh, are you not? I told you. Look, the, the Hallmark premiered a new Christmas movie last Saturday, and it was not good. And I will tell you it was not good. Okay. It was also the highest rated That's cable. That's not a surprise, It was the, the highest rated cable show of Saturday night. It kind of goes so without the saying. There, are, are, there are people who want to see these movies in yeah. July, and you just aren't
1: one of them. I only want to know one of them, and that's you. Fine. Okay. Anyway. So I th- mean, okay, Bran. <laughs> I like Bran. I'll know Bran too. It's fine. You like Dan and Panda too. Yeah, but they don't like them.
0: That's all oh, I see. Panda's
1: <laughs> along for the ride, and Dan is there to be tormented. Right. And that's what's. Uh, that's how that show goes. I, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Um. Uh, Speaking of which, things coming up uh, this tomorrow, if you're listening to this right when it drops, Saturday, July 16th, I will be moderating a panel at Outfest following the premiere of the first episode of the upcoming Shudder documentary series, Queer for Fear. Um, which I'm interviewed in, and I will be talking to a bunch of folks, including uh He's a Brian. big star, everybody. Oh, please, no. Big star. No, no. Brian, uh, I'll be talking to actual uh, famous people like Brian Fuller <laughs> and Steakhouse and uh, Kimberly Pierce and Justin, Justin Simeon. So that's yes. going to be awesome. Uh, I will be at uh, Christmas Con in Anaheim the first weekend of August and at Bramble Fest in uh, Greenville, South Carolina in August as well at deckthehallmark.com fest. So, if you're well, out and about, I'll just be home alone with my broken and loving it with
1: my broken wreck of a body, uh-huh. hobbling around, crying you, myself to sleep at you, night. Oh you, no, you can't
0: wait. Where is Alonzo? You can't it's just
1: wait. me and my cane. You, my can't... Like yeah, this, you are, my cold you metal such, cane. Yeah, you can in use your bed. you
0: can use your growing nose as a cane because you are <laughs> lying. You can't wait to have the apartment to yourself. Don't even. Why? Why is? Why are you always fronting, Dave?
1: I. It's in my nature. <laughs>
0: Uh, subscribe to this show for free at Apple Podcasts leave us a five star review or read it on the show you can also leave positive feedback in the many places that we stream including Spotify and Stitcher and Google Play and Amazon Music Um, you can follow us on social media at Linoleum Cast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook thank you Blue for our wonderful theme music Um, check him out at bluebleu.bandcamp.com including an upcoming vinyl reissue for the 20th anniversary of his album Redhead which I'm a huge fan of and uh you gonna buy that vinyl? I already have. Oh, did you? Oh, I pre-ordered it like the day it available. when does it incredible. arrive? Uh it's a whole they have to it, it's a it's a people are buying it first and then they're doing it. It, it, it's a it's like not a Kickstarter, but it's like a oh, it's a crowdfunding. It's one. a crowdfunding thing, okay. and it's paid for. And you he got, missed. He's sold enough. You missed that jellyfish box. I feel bad for you. I, I, by the time I heard about it, it was already sold out. Yeah. Oh well. What are you going to do? Uh, and you can drop us a line at linoleumpodcast at gmail.com. And no, the, I didn't secretly get one to save comments. it for
1: Christmas. I promise, I didn't. I didn't even know it existed. No, until I, after it was gone. I think we have. The Don't get of, your hopes up.
0: <laughs> I think we have the kind of relationship where you would tell me, I think maybe Santa is getting. This <laughs> and that would have been that uh, alright thanks everybody for listening we appreciate it we will be back next time with more until then
1: oh that's me yes. that's my cue mm-hmm. goodbye